also has been awarded the Platinum Paw Award. This means we are one of only about 200 stores across the country who offer a buy five, get one free on all dog and cat food. Buy five, get one free on Imes New Canuba? You can't get that anywhere else. Imes New Canuba Foods. So, if you want a food for your cat or dog that promotes the seven signs of vitality, stop into Brothers Country Supply for some amazing savings on Imes New Canuba products. That's Brothers Country Supply across from Walmart in Ottawa. Looking for more news? Check out am1250wspl.com. The number one health program for over 30 years. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of healthiness with Dr. Dina Dell. Hi, everybody. Dr. Dina Dell here. Welcome to the program once again. All right, we're going to start with cell phones again. This is, uh, I don't think, I haven't seen any comments here where people are taking this seriously at this point, but uh, a Danish study is saying that when women are pregnant and they use cell phones regularly, their children are more likely to have behavioral problems. Now, um, comments from big experts uh, for instance, here's University of Cambridge, biostatistician. I'm skeptical of these results, but they'll get a lot of publicity. And um, the author suggests precautionary measures. And that's something that's always hard to argue again. People say, so what's the big deal if we protect ourselves? And there's a principle, a precautionary principle, which says if you think something might be bad, then you take precautions. Well, when something is huge like this, I would need more evidence in my bucket, to take precautions. Because, first of all, the more you use a cell phone, the more that defines something about you. You know how powerful, for instance, uh, genetics are with personality. So I can just see a woman using her cell phone a lot. I mean, people who are on a cell phone all day long are different from people who aren't. So you can't really imply cause and effect. Women who may be more prone towards um, towards certain behaviors may be more likely to be on a phone all the time. It's just terribly difficult, terribly difficult to prove cause and effect in these situations. Um, and uh, let's see. Mothers of 3% of the children said they had borderline behavioral issues, and 3% showed abnormal behavior. <sighs> they sound like really well-behaved kids. As I said, the study is from, is from, uh, is from Denmark. And as I said, the researchers here can't quite figure out. Here, UCLA researcher and epidemiologist says, it's hard to understand that such low exposures could have any influence whatsoever. Well, speaking of behavior, let's talk about married men. It's a chicken and the egg deal here. Married men seem to be better behaved. Well, is the better behaved guys who are more likely to get married, married or does marriage kind of calm them down? And uh, it turns out it's a little bit of both. Clever study. Less antisocial men were more likely to get married, but once they were wed, marriage itself appeared to further inhibit antisocial behavior. This study was done on twins. Twins, they're genetically the same, right? And they looked at married twins where one got married and one didn't, where both started out with the same levels of antisocial behavior to show that indeed marriage calms men down. 
And also, of course, that antisocial behavior does have a root in uh, in genetics. And um, they also found that you were more likely to get married if you were um, less antisocial. So there you go. Oh, my goodness, what did Dr. Oz do here? This is <laughs> Heather and I learned this one a while ago. We used to kibitz about them. We called, you know, call the phone number, Nurse Heather here. Nurses got upset. And I don't know, I think a little lack of a sense of humor, but I am one who has great respect for nurses, underutilized, um, just as you know, what's happening in medicine today in trying to save money, uh, trying to give over a lot of, well, listen, they give a lot of doctor's duties over to nurses and a lot of nurses' duty over to lower, you know, lower, uh, um, let's see, <clears throat> uh, I guess people with less information in their heads. Anyway, they're leading, uh, they had a bunch of nurses on set in the Dr. Hans' show dancing. They were dressed as sexy nurses. And all I have here are still photos of this. It looks totally silly and over the top. And I know, listen, I, it's funny. I, I don't know why I go easy on men, but I guess because maybe I know them. Um, it's entertainment, you know. He's got to get ratings. Putting a bunch of women in nurses' outfits and having them dance, I don't know. Anyway, nurses are coming unglued, saying he has a terrible lack of respect for their profession, using dancers as a sexist caricature of the profession. Uh, viewers of the Oprah Winfrey produced show watched in surprise um, as he joined the women in the dance. Um, he apologized for a month later. They put a lot of pressure on him, I guess. And there were, of course, the nurses are wearing, you know, totally retro, the high heels and the caps and the little white dresses with the red lingerie peeking through. He said he's sorry for any hurt feelings. A month after the episode was screened, he prepared statement. He has where I've worked alongside a lot of nursing professionals and holds nurses in a high regard. And I don't know. I suppose if it were a group of female doctors and he was doing it, I wonder if he would have gone there. American Nurses Association spokeswoman criticized this segment. Disappointing. It also says that all nurses are women. They're not, as you know. Many, many, many fine male nurses. More and more men entering nursing. It's a great, great field. Um, sexist caricatures. Fighting media images that belittle nursing is an uphill battle, she said, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, it's showbiz, friends. All right, let's take a step further. The very oldest men, I'm talking men 90 to 95, are still very interested in sex. But illness and a lack of opportunity may be holding them back. Testosterone levels were linked with how often a man over 75 had sex. And we're looking at more studies to see if we can give men testosterone. The older men were, the less likely they were to be active, but sex remained at least important. Important to 20% of men over 90. A little bit of refutation of the stereotype of the asexual older person. Of those who were sexually active, more than 40% were dissatisfied with the frequency, preferring more. More than 30% of men reported some sort of activity in the past year, but 50% said sex was important, suggesting many wanted to have more age and testosterone. Uh, this we've known. You know, there have been a lot of studies to find that religious people are more satisfied with their lives than non-believers. And um, the, the theories, I mean, a lot of theories, of course, uh, and the suggestion was made it has to do with social factors, and they nailed it here. Now, they only could apply this to uh, mainline evangelical Protestants and Catholics. There weren't enough Jews, Mormons, and Muslims in the study uh, to show, indeed, um, that 
People are more satisfied with the lies when they go to church because they build social networks within the congregation. Uh, the link has always been there, but it's a chicken and egg deal, right? Does religion make people happy, or do happy people become religious? And um, if religion is a cause of life satisfaction, what is responsible? So uh, they went through all the, you know, all the lists of things that could possibly do it, and they contacted 3,000 Americans and found out that um, satisfaction tied to the number of close friends. Another study here on circumcision uh, had nothing to do with AIDS transmission. Uh, 1,800 men from the U.S. and Peru. Uh, the risk of contracting HIV over 18 months did not differ between circumcised and uncircumcised men. Um, and as I said, U.S. and Peru. Now you hear about studies coming from Africa claiming it does influence it, and I want to get into it at the moment here, but, oh, that is going to backfire. Men in Africa, you know, are believing, well, if I get circumcised, I don't need condoms, and the long-term results of this could be a uh, could be a disaster. And um, we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see on, uh, on this one because it's... Um, and even what happens in Africa does not apply here. We're expecting the CDC to come up with some recommendations. And in the meantime, circumcision rates have gone from in the 90% when I first started doing this radio show. Now the CDC says it's down to a third, which means anytime you, uh, if you circumcise your kid, they're going to be the ones in the locker room that um, some other kids may be making fun of. But I'll leave all of that up, uh, up to you. All right, friends, uh, here's one for you. This has to do with a bias against the less beautiful in our society. You know, good-looking people are supposed to have it better off. Well, here is a suggestion that we might have to come up with local laws that ban discrimination based on appearance. You agree with that? We're going to talk more about that one. How pretty are you? And what advantage is it? I'm Dr. Dean Adele, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TAK, T-A-L-K, <laughs> stay there. Sally Field talks about getting a month of Boniva free. If you have osteoporosis, check out the My Boniva program. It's free to join and shows you lots of ways to help improve your bone strength. Boniva works with your body to help stop and reverse bone loss. And My Boniva gives you calcium-rich recipes, monthly reminders, and even a month of Boniva free. Once monthly Boniva is a 150 milligram prescription tablet to treat and prevent postmenopausal osteoporosis. See our ad in Weight Watchers. Don't take Boniva ibandronate sodium if you have problems with your esophagus, low blood calcium, severe kidney disease, or can sit or stand for at least one hour. Follow dosing instructions carefully. Stop taking Boniva and tell your doctor if you have difficult or painful swallowing, chest pain, or severe or continuing heartburn, as these may be signs of serious upper digestive problems. If jaw problems or severe bone, joint, and or muscle pain develop, tell your doctor. Ask your doctor if Boniva can help you. You stop losing and start reversing. And check out the My Boniva program. Join today and get a free month of Boniva if eligible at MyBoniva.com or call 1-888-MY-BONIVA. If you're a diabetic 65 plus needing diabetic supplies and durable medical equipment such as heating pads and seat lifts, give Oxford Diabetics a call at 877-391-9131. All costs are billed directly to Medicare. With our Acura Glucometer, you have a choice of sight testing such as your forearm and thighs. Our meters, including voiced, provide quick results with little blood samples. Call Monday through 
Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Oxford Diabetic Supply fills out your insurance paperwork with free shipping. Call 877-391-9131. That's 877-391-9131. An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. There's an old saying, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And at Streeter Home Building and Loan Association, we are still practicing the sound banking principles that have helped us stay strong for over 116 years. And according to a report by Seaford and Brewer, Streeter Home has been listed as one of the lowest risk financial institutions in the entire state of Illinois. We offer a full line of lending, passbook savings, debit cards, interest-bearing checking, and more. Safety and soundness at Streeter Home Building and Loan Association on South Monroe Street in Streeter. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. In this season of wishes and dreams, it is our hope that peace will prevail throughout the world and that happiness, health, and good fortune will visit our many good friends and neighbors this Christmas. On behalf of Jason, Dolly, Hunter, and Mason Telford, and the staff of the Solon Telford Funeral Home, we would like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. Sports cards. You have them and a sports card collector wants them. Tim from a sports card collector is trying to build the ultimate sports card collection and will pay you top dollar. Rookie cards. Graded cards. Autographed cards. Game used memorabilia cards. And of course, vintage cards from 1971 or earlier. No collection is too big or small and a sports card collector will buy them all. Get some cash today. Call Tim at a sports card collector. 673-6269 or online at asportscardcollector.com. If it happens in Streeter, we'll tell you about it. AM 1250 WSPL. Life's too short to put up with that stuff. Call Dr. Dean at 800-548-8255. 800-548-TALK. He's got time for your pain. Hi, everybody. Dr. Dean Adele here. Welcome back to the program. Let's uh, take a doc on call here. Yes, hi. My name is Ed from Fremont. Dr. Adele, a couple of years ago you interviewed a couple. You said you knew them personally, and they gave a hint that helped me a lot about athlete's foot itch, using vinegar to take care of it. And um, I tried your method of proving to myself that it works. Tried it on one foot, and it definitely uh, eliminated the itch from the one foot. So I tried to buy the book, but then I didn't know the name of the author, and I couldn't buy the book. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Well, that's an easy one, and it sounds like the Gradens to me. Uh, peoplespharmacy.com ought to get you there. And they, um, yeah, they are good friends. And I th- think of them as the, you know, my equivalent in the world they deal with. 
They've got radio shows and uh, newspaper articles and all that, and they're great. Uh, they're great people. So peoplespharmacy.com. Uh, and yeah, I like that. When you have symmetrical body parts, you can do your own experiments, and with things that are topical. You know, it's um, I, I there are a lot of things like this. When you have germs or fungus on the surface of your skin, you can be uh, you got a lot of leeway there. You know, you can probably hit a skin fungus with all kinds of stuff. Probably vodka would work because you're right up against the germ. When things are internal, it's a little more difficult, and a lot of people get confused by that. This reminds me of the habit of people uh, using hydrogen peroxide in their blood to treat internal infections. When HIV first hit, there was a whole movement towards that. Totally preposterous. Ridiculous. You couldn't get enough hydrogen peroxide in your blood to kill a germ. It would kill you first. But put it on a germ, it certainly would do uh, would do some damage. So uh, you always got to keep your eye on that. Uh, let's talk to uh, Mike in Hawaii. How you doing, Mike? How are you? I'm fine, sir. I thought I'd call you before you go on to bigger and better things. I had a question I always wondered about. This is a personal thing. Years ago, a friend of mine used to go to Baja a lot. This is back in the day in the 60s, early 60s, I believe, middle 60s. And he claims he ran into a guy that looked an awful lot like you, and he was a wild, organic, vegetarian, naked hippie on the, <laughs> his family and stuff. And I always wondered, was you think that could have been you, maybe? <laughs> Heather, I can't believe you let Mike through. Mike, nice to know you. Uh, yes, it could have been. It sure could have been me. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, I was living in a bus at the time, and I was... Um, Oh, that was the day, you know, in Baja, we could take our bus down and park on a beach. You could look up that beach and down that beach for miles. There'd be nothing there. And we just hang out. And there's a picture, actually, that uh, some newspapers uh, picked up in the early days of my career because they thought it was funny of me. I have my son, who's now approaching 40, cradled under my arms and uh, with my hair down past my shoulder and the beard to match. Uh, in Baja, on the Bay uh, Sea of Cortez side, so that is very uh, is very <laughs> is very possible. As for the naked part, well, you know, <clears throat> when you got miles of beach and beautiful sunshine, as I said, uh, those were were great formative experiences for me. When I think of my life up to that point and going through college and medical school and internship and residency and practice and just wanted a break, and I took off and. Never looked back, and listen, this career has been the result of that. If I hadn't done that, I, you know, probably be on, uh, you know, Park Avenue someplace with an eye surgery practice and hating my life. So this has been, uh, it's been, been terrific, been terrific. So tell your friend, yeah, could have been, could have been. Uh, let's talk to John. How you doing, John? Welcome to the program. Hey, uh, Dr. Dell, we're going to miss you also, and uh, thanks for the advice over the years. Thank you, John. Uh, yeah, I was sorry to hear about Elizabeth Edwards and her uh, cancer returning. And I know she had a couple of uh, later-in-life pregnancies, 49 and 50 years old. And I was wondering if those uh, pregnancies, perhaps the fertility treatments that may have gone along with them, would increase the risk for cancer. Well, you know, in general, that is, um, that is true. Um, having... Um uh, not having children or having them late statistically does increase a woman's chances of 
having breast cancer, but of course millions of women have kids late and don't get breast cancer. So it's a statistical shift indeed, but we can never, and it's a great question because there's a grander a grander perspective here that needs to be taken in, and that is that with these things that are statistically shifted, uh, you cannot apply it to an individual. So we would never, ever be able to say if her cancer had anything to do with any risk factors. In other words, you know, people who smoke who don't get lung cancer, there's people who uh, get lung cancer who never smoked. A lot of people can drink and get drunk, drive home, and make it. But statistics, of course, tell you something different in those situations, but yet do not define what's likely to happen for uh, for the individual. So what can I say? Um, let's talk to, uh, let's see, we've got another John calling. How you doing, John? Yeah, I wondered if, you know, we have a memory that tells us to do certain things when we think about it. There are other types that when you want to put your key into the lock after a hundred times or a thousand times, it automatically goes into the lock. Basketball players, they automatically goes into the hoop. Whenever you have dementia or the beginning of Alzheimer's, do you lose that ability because you don't have to think about it? No, oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Certainly, I mean, I'm thinking of a painful experience having uh, brunch with my uh, my father, who's gone now, in the early early mid phases of Alzheimer's, and he picked up a glass of water at the table, and he took a sip out of the water and went to put the glass down on the table. Now, what could be more automatic, if I'm following your question here, than uh, than that? And what he did instead was took the glass and put it inside another glass that happened to be full of water. And spilled the water all over the face, and I remember seeing that confused look on his face. He just didn't quite know what was, what 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 was happening, and uh, yes, those kinds of things happen in Alzheimer's. I guess why I'm I'm honing in on your question in more detail, trying to think if these are early, early signs, and that's what we want to see are the early, early signs. I used to have I've told you the story too many times ad nauseum, but um, a neurology professor that. You know, discuss with us a common problem that people come to us with, and that is, Doc, I'm forgetting things. And there's a lot of concern when people start forgetting things, and immediately our brains go to, oh, my gosh, I've got dementia, I've got Alzheimer's. And he said, if people, um, you know, come to you, Doc, uh, as a doctor, and they say, I, for- I keep forgetting where I put my glasses, he said, if they don't wear glasses, then that's maybe an issue. Um, as opposed to the normal kind of forgetfulness that we all have, and does increase, you see, as you get older, you do find yourself doing those things. I mean, I lose my car in the parking lot, you know, more than I used to. You know, you pull it up, you park, you're in a rush, you jump out, and you go, oh, darn, where the heck is that thing? Um, so those things are normal. The thing with Alzheimer's is uh, it, it's uh, it's rapid, and um, it also um, seems to accompany some deterioration in personality. And... Um, and, and and sometimes they get angry and their moods start to shift and there's other things. So I don't think there's a long period of time between the early symptoms and when a neurologist just examining a patient can tell you versus all the new tests we have. There used to be a test that is still used. It's a, called a clock drawing test. For some reason, Alzheimer, early Alzheimer's, they can't do You have a person draw a circle, put the numbers of a clock in and say, okay, put in as if it's 1030. 
And you'd be amazed. A person who's perfectly rational, you can hardly tell there's anything going on in their brains. They have trouble doing that. That's the clock drawing test. So very, very tricky. And now we're on the verge of some specific laboratory tests that should, uh, that should help us. All right. Do we need local laws banning discrimination based on a person's appearance? Big academic discussion here about, you know, being good looking, being an advantage in the world. All right. All of that and more. 1-800-548-TALK. And stay tuned. i got an interesting interview coming right up. End of day givebacks. This is the Dow Jones Money Report. I'm Bill Fantini. Weakness in utilities took markets off the day's highs. The Dow Jones Industrial Average edged three points lower to 11,359, but the Nasdaq Composite gained three. The S&P 500 added a fraction. The fact many of us are holding on to our cars longer is driving sales for AutoZone. The largest U.S. auto parts retailer reports first quarter profit climbed 20%, beating analyst expectations. No comment from Apple, but there's word Taiwan-based manufacturer Foxconn Electronics plans to begin shipping the new iPad 2 version of the tablet device as early as the end of February. The U.S. Treasury has sold its remaining stake in Citigroup. It says the proceeds should allow it to see a $12 billion profit on its $45 billion in aid to the company. I'm Bill Fantini with the Dow Jones Money Report. From seminars to workshops to fundraisers, events are an important part of how you promote your small organization. So what's the best way to make sure your events are successful? For my money, it's Constant Contact's Event Marketing Service. Event marketing makes it super simple to promote and manage events of all kinds. It even captures online registration and online payments. And get this, it works perfectly with Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Read the free guide, Using Social Media to Plan and Promote Your Events, at ConstantContact.com slash Event Marketing. Why do we rely on just investing when there's another way? A way to measure success over a lifetime, not just a single day. Where you don't chase what's hot, you do what's right. And where there's one rule, the golden rule. We call it vanguarding. Vanguarding is a behavior, a philosophy, a call to action. So ask yourself, are you just investing or are you vanguarding? Learn more at vanguard.com or call us at 888-VANGUARD. All investments are subject to risk. This week, wrap up your holiday shopping with great holiday savings at True Value. Get a powerful halogen work light, 500 watt, for just $14.88 and save over 40%. Or pick up our triple toolbox set. Get three toolboxes for the price of one, only $12.97. Available at participating stores while supplies last. But you better wrap it up soon. Sale in Saturday. True Value. Start right, start here for the holidays. I am a face of influenza. I am a face of influenza. I am a face of influenza. I. I. I am a face of influenza. We all are faces of influenza. Hi, I'm Julie Bowen, and I am a face of influenza. Health officials now recommend everyone six months of age and older get immunized against influenza this and every year. Vaccination is safe and is the best way to help protect yourself and your family from contracting and spreading the flu. We all are faces of influenza. See your health care provider about getting immunized. The American Lung Association urges everyone six months of age and older, and we, we mean everyone, everyone, to get vaccinated. 
Visit facesofinfluenza.org. This is a public service announcement brought to you by AM 1250 WSPL. Hi, this is Kevin Dean, financial advisor with Edward Jones in downtown Streeter. Today's interest rates are creating real challenges for investors. I can help you identify investments that may provide dependable income and match your financial goals. If you've had money come due and want to hear about alternatives to possibly increase your income and help reduce your tax bill, call me today at 673-2222. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Bringing joy to a child is the greatest reward, but at Streeter Tire and Repair, you'll be rewarded too. Now through December 20th, bring in a new unwrapped toy or gift for a child ages infant through teen, and Streeter Tire will give you a $10 gift certificate. They believe that we can make a difference in the lives of all the needy children in the Streeter area. So help make a difference. Give a new toy and get rewarded for your generosity. A $10 gift certificate from Streeter Tire and Repair in the Bright Orange Building on West Main Street in Streeter, 672-2732. That's 672-2732. Taking a look at your weather forecast on WSPL, sunny skies, 19 degrees. Winds out of the northwest about 14 miles per hour, making it feel more like 6 degrees. And it gets even colder tonight. Those winds stick with us out of the northwest, gusting near 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies, a low temperature of 6 degrees. We'll see that wind chill near minus 5. To check of weather on WSPL, you can check out our online stream at am1250wspl.com. Financial news you can use. AM1250WSPL.com Hi everybody, welcome back to the program. So there's a piece today that the average good-looking American will make $250,000 more in their lifetime than their less attractive uh, colleagues. It's not overwhelming, uh, but it has weights equivalent to about an extra year and a half additional of schooling and adjusting for other factors. Women in the, bo- women in the bottom third of looks are paid 4% less than average-looking employees, which raises the issue, is this discrimination? And is there anything that we can, uh, that we can do about it? And should we? Um, there's people here in this article saying we should have laws banning discrimination based on appearance, as well as a campaign to battle false and misleading claims by the beauty industry. Um, uh, one commenter here says race is a central issue in American history, and I'd like to make sure we take care of racial bias before going after these things. The advantages people get from being attractive should be celebrated and counted as an economic asset, according to another scholar. Um, there's an article here she's published called Erotic Capital in a European Sociological Review, and she's writing a book in the same deal. It's not true that appearance is genetic and unalterable, so it's not the same thing as race discrimination or sex discrimination. You don't choose your sex or choose to be born black or white, and I can see an argument that you shouldn't be penalized for that, but attractiveness has nothing to do with that. I thought it was uh, thought it was interesting, and you'd be interested in that. All right. Um, uh, I want to talk to somebody who's on the phone. I want to tell you the origin of this. Um, we're going to talk to a doctor, Dr. Karen Wandre, who's executive director of Mendocino County Youth Project. And she's done uh, some research here that is very, very unique and came up with some unique findings. The only, only research I know like this, and 
I want you to take this into account when you consider, because the issue is not going away. It'll be back next election over and over again. And it has it's a spin on the marijuana issue. Something that no one ever talks about is the effect of marijuana on the communities that grow it for you. Now, you don't have to go very far in your thinking to understand the effect, say, on Mexico of America's drug habit, right? Or think coal mining. We use coal in this country. Think of its effect on the local communities, fishing, logging, etc. So this is a very, very unique look um, into what's going on in what's called the Emerald Triangle in Northern California in these communities. And this has to be taken into account. Um, and things learned there in terms of how to deal with the issue with kids, et cetera, are lessons to apply to the rest of the world. So, uh, Dr. Wandry, can I call you Karen? Sure. Okay. All right, where do you want to start? I, you sent me uh, your PowerPoint presentation of your paper. The first thing I, I just fell out of my seat was a picture I've always wanted to take myself of all the billboards yeah. When you go into a typical town, tell the audience, and I'm talking about a dozen billboards. You go into a small town across America, you see a gas station, you see a motel, but not in the Emerald Triangle. What are some of the things advertised in these billboards? Hydroponic shops, head shops. Um, in Ukiah, um, California right now, there's two billboards, actually, that advertise a company that does um, turkey baster bags in lots of a 100. And they have an out-of-the-area area code to them, and they have big signs saying they come in lots of a 100. Um, all of Mendocino County has about 90,000 people. Ukiah has 15,000 people. It's unlikely that very many people are going to need 100 turkey bags over the holidays. <laughs> what are they advertising? They're obviously advertising to growers um, um, to basically be able to package their product. And what, one of the references you're making is that there's a small town called Willits in Northern California that's on Highway 101, which is a two-lane highway at that point. When you come to Willits from the north, there's about 10 billboards on this two-lane road. And I went out and I photographed, and I would say about six or seven of the billboards are directly related to the commercial marijuana growing business. When you, um, one of the other fascinating things in, in your in your report is the comparison between people, kids, and adults who use marijuana and their rates uh, in Mendocino County versus California in general. Give us a feel for that. It was some of those numbers are quite astounding. Yes, and th this is basically school kids, and so it's not adults at all, but it's school kids, and the rates in, in Mendocino County are way higher. So uh, to give you an example, among kids who are in the 11th grade um, in Mendocino County, 54% of them have ever used marijuana any time in their life versus 37% for the rest of California. Uh, it's just astounding. And the perceived harm, for example, um, what I found in reviewing the data that's been collected by the California Department of Education is that across all grade levels, Mendocino County youth are more likely to have ever used marijuana, more likely to have used it in 30 days, uh, more likely to perceive it as less harmful, and um, see it as easy to obtain. Hmm. Describe the, I, I thought another fascinating part was, Homes, uh, kids living in homes where the parents are, you know, involved in, quote, the industry. Yes. And the, the home environment of these kids. Now, 
that that's got to be a tricky, tricky deal. But did you find anything in, in, in that regard and also in terms of the kids and their aspirations and their view of life and, uh, and, and, and what do they want to do with their lives, that whole thing, which is subtle stuff? Yes, and a lot of that isn't because of research, but my agency, the Mendocino County Youth Project, has been around for 37 years in this county providing services for children and youth ages 0 to 21. And substance abuse issues are everywhere in this particular county, and we have certainly seen some changes in the last couple of years. And what we've seen is just some amazing situations. Um, there are a whole lot of ways that people grow, and I don't want to go into the differences between large-scale commercial grows and small grows, but those do make some differences. But, you know, we see young people who aren't in school because um, the parents don't want them out in the world to let anybody know what they're doing at home. We see kids who live in a house where every single room in the house has been gutted to be a grow room, including their bedroom. Um, there are constant home invasion robberies in this county, very few of which I suspect are actually reported. But in the reported news, people say they're here, they broke into my home to get um, my marijuana and the thousands and thousands of dollars I have lying around because I'm not going to put that in the bank. Um, so the kids can live in a climate of fear. They may be isolated in that their only other friends or other families that grow. And some of the things that we see are pretty amazing um, in terms of the things that kids say and do to us. For example, why should I bother to finish high school? Because I can always get a job trimming bud. And up until this past year, people were getting $25 an hour trimming bud, which is a pretty high wage for here. They don't tend to take the marijuana issue seriously because what they see around them is a norm that promotes using. Um, use and abuse are so normalized, they just don't see there might be some harm. They often get, from, get it from free or trade, sometimes from their own family members. Um, they think it's totally um, that everybody's using. They, this is one of my favorites. They see it as an organic, natural weed. Uh, and in reality, there's a lot of chemicals that are used in commercial marijuana growing. And they have no awareness of all about the health effects on the adolescent brain. Sometimes parents and grandparents think, oh, well, you know, we used marijuana when I was in high school or college. And what they don't realize is this is about four or five times the potency. And they see adults who misuse the compassionate medical marijuana laws to basically justifying way more plants than almost anybody could ever legitimately use for medical purpose. So, you know. Yeah, and I think the crime of this, Karen, because I know how, you know, there you are, you know, Mendocino County Youth Project, you're probably dying for dollars and all the money that goes out of this county, the, uh, no tax revenues, the county has to handle all these issues without... Uh, without any income. And I suppose you've probably learned some things when it comes to, I'm not asking for instant answers because there are none, but you have a couple of caveats when it comes to counseling kids and communicating with kids about uh, uh, mar marijuana, the good, bad, and the ugly, mostly the ugly when it comes to kids. Uh, give us some hints because I know a lot of people out there struggle with this. Sure. And basically, my major caveat from what we've learned in our work in this particular community where it's such a charge issue and there's so much social norm supporting it is, you know, you need to back off of the uh, punitive approaches. You need to basically um, get youth actively involved, um, um, not preaching to them. Uh, many of us know from our own generation that uh, when people, adults lie to us about drug use, that um, that led us to be very distrustful of any information 
accurate or not about drug use. You have to present accurate information. One of the things we do is we ask them to look at both the positive and the negative aspects of using marijuana. Uh, we tend to focus on the commercial growing issue and how that impacts on our community. So, for example, there are many areas of our community where um, it's not safe to go walking on public lands. And that's a pretty amazing thing to say, and people tend not to believe it until they live here. So we try to tap into their outrage about what does it feel like to you to not be able to go into a national forest and walk because you might encounter a grow where there are people who are armed with guns who might start shooting at you. Um, we say that, um, that to basically with kids, you know, disentangle. Don't get into the whole argument about adult recreational use or legitimate medical use. I mean, that's a very complicated issues. Um, but basically have respect for youth um, and um, just respect their intelligence and know that widespread use um, or at least experimental use is likely to be there. But the point is to... Um, provide a safe context for them yes. to talk to you, to you about their marijuana use and any other kind of drug use uh, without just jumping into, oh, my God. And one of the things we look at in our agency when people come to us and say, oh, my God, my kid's smoking, I'm really worried, we really like to look at, well, what's happening with the rest of their life? Yeah, that's critical, isn't it? It's, it so contributes to everything. Yeah. Uh, Karen, we're 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 out of time, and I could go on for hours talking about this. You are, your insights are really really worthy. Um, you're offering up um, your uh, uh, email an email here for people to get a hold of you if people want to talk to you. You are do you do consult in private practice also, and I'm going to offer that up. So here it is. It's uh, K Wandry now K W A N D. R E I K W A N D R E I at gmail dot com and Dr. Wandry Karen I really appreciate your time I think you've uh, got some people to see a different aspect of this that never came out never came out in the elections that's politics all right thanks again all right we'll be uh, we'll be right back I'm Dr. Dina Dell one eight hundred five four eight T A L K Sally Field talks about getting a month of Boniva free. If you have osteoporosis, check out the My Boniva program. It's free to join and shows you lots of ways to help improve your bone strength. Boniva works with your body to help stop and reverse bone loss. And My Boniva gives you calcium-rich recipes, monthly reminders, and even a month of Boniva free. Once monthly Boniva is a 150 milligram prescription tablet to treat and prevent postmenopausal osteoporosis. See our ad in Weight Watchers. Don't take Boniva ibandronate sodium if you have problems with your esophagus, low blood calcium, severe kidney disease, or can't sit or stand for at least one hour. Follow dosing instructions carefully. Stop taking Boniva and tell your doctor if you have difficult or painful swallowing, chest pain, or severe or continuing heartburn, as these may be signs of serious upper digestive problems. If jaw problems or severe bone, joint, and or muscle pain develop, tell your doctor. Ask your doctor if Boniva can help you. You stop losing and start reversing. And check out the My Boniva program. Join today and get a free month of Boniva if eligible at MyBoniva.com or call 1-888-MY-BONIVA. I started having symptoms of menopause when I was 47 years old. The hot flashes and night sweats were almost unbearable. I gained 50 pounds, was irritable, emotional, just not myself. As a registered nurse, I was concerned about taking pharmaceutical hormone replacement therapies because there is a history of breast cancer in my family, plus all of the unknowns when you take drugs. So I tried Emberin. Within just a few weeks, the hot flashes stopped. Yes, they stopped. 
I have been working with Ambrin for almost a year now. I've dropped so much weight, I'm no longer irritable. I sleep great, and I have a ton of energy. One of the most important aspects of this treatment is that there are no side effects. I highly recommend Ambrin. Signed, Carol Nicholson, RN, and very satisfied Ambrin customer. For your risk-free supply of Ambrin, visit tryamberin.com or call 1-800-742-0427. A limited number of risk-free trials are available. Call 1-800-742-0427. That's 1-800-742-0427. It's no secret. You have many places to choose to go through for your mortgage. But who is your mortgage with after the papers are signed? This is Ed Molo, and at Streeter Home Building and Loan Association, your mortgage starts with us and stays with us for the life of your mortgage. We have competitive rates, low closing costs, and take the time to answer all your questions. We're Streeter Home Building and Loan Association on South Monroe Street in Streeter, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I am a face of influenza. I am a face of influenza. I am a face of influenza. I. I. I am a face of influenza. We all are faces of influenza. Hi, I'm Julie Bowen, and I am a face of influenza. Health officials now recommend everyone six months of age and older get immunized against influenza this and every year. Vaccination is safe and is the best way to help protect yourself and your family from contracting and spreading the flu. We all are faces of influenza. See your health care provider about getting immunized. The American Lung Association urges everyone six months of age and older, and we, we mean everyone, everyone, to get vaccinated. Visit facesofinfluenza.org. This is a public service announcement brought to you by AM 1250 WSPL. Heart disease is the number one killer in America. Knowing the risk factors and taking action could save your life. If you smoke, have high blood pressure or cholesterol, suffer from diabetes, or eat an unhealthy diet, you may be at risk. Don't be a statistic. Ask your physician for a referral to the Prairie Heart Institute at St. Mary's Hospital. Visit us online at www.stmaryshospital.org or call 815-672-8741. Keeping you in the know. Mornings with Jamie London, WSPL. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. All right. It's time for our patient inbox. We got this really nice letter from a young person to Dean at live.com. After many years of listening to you on the radio while growing up, I wanted to extend my congratulations and thanks. When I was a kid listening to your show, my personal favorite, in my mother's home office, I never imagined I would one day begin my journey as a physician. Your show and your personality certainly influenced my pursuing medicine and helping others. So, I want to know your thoughts on the healthcare industry today and your opinion on what's going to happen in the future with concerns over Obamacare and frustrations with the current system. What can a future physician expect in the coming decade as we begin our practice? Do you have any advice as well as I begin med school? I wish you the best as you begin your next stage in life, and as you say, be well. Mm, Well, listen, I, um, I wouldn't discourage you. Go for it. I don't have a crystal ball. I think that there is a new generation of attitudes coming in with new doctors. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I mean, new doctors compared to older doctors um, have more of an attitude about team care because 
You know, in the past, you went to your doctor. That's the only person you saw. You stuck with your doctor. There's nobody, you know, whether it was a weekend or a night, it was your doctor. Uh, and that's all all changing. I think new doctors come into, uh, into practice understanding the realities of this. A lot of the previous generations, you know, lived through. I mean, when I dropped out of medicine, which is back in the early 70s, I was warned the insurance companies were taking over and it was just spending more time on p- paperwork than practicing medicine. And uh, that's going to have to get sorted out. A lot of doctors are up in arms. A lot of doctors leaving practice unhappy about it. And I think when doctors stand together and make their voice heard uh, for the benefit of their patients, uh, you are going to have a major force to deal with. So I would say to young doctors is get involved in this other side of medicine. No one taught us about it. We just, you know, just, you know, saw patients and did what we did. And then look what's happened. I think doctors have lost their voice in the debate. And I think that's what I would urge young doctors is to keep uh, their eyes open, learn about the political and financial realities of practicing um, uh, medicine. All right, let's talk to um, uh, Cheryl. How are you doing, Cheryl? Hi, Dr. Adele. I'm really going to miss listening to your show every day. Oh, thank you. Um, my question is, is there any way that one can get prescriptions without health insurance um we're about very we're not very far away from not being able to afford uh, health insurance anymore Mm. um so i'm a type 1 diabetic i take four different blood pressure medications and i need these (laughs) yes of course of course and i just hate to hear a story like that and i wonder what a person who's trying to you know people who want to undo um, you know, the basic thrust of health care reform to make it available to everybody. And uh, so you wouldn't have to go broke or, you know, face bankruptcy because of your health. And that's all too common in this country. I don't know how we justify that, but politics aside. You know, there are tricks to the trade. There, Some of the drug companies have programs where people who can't afford their medications. They will provide them. Uh, there are There are clinics and specialty outfits that can be hard to find, but you know, most medications, if you know what you're doing, you can usually go online and find them cheaper. And it's a little bit tricky, but in my experience, um, and I I can't say this is universal, uh, drugs that come from uh, Canada and sometimes overseas are fine. Uh, They have different names on them. The drugs you're taking are often made in those same countries, and they, you know, come up with little generic versions so you've got a, you know, it's not going to be easy, not going to be easy. And there's no simple, you know, simple answer um, without, you know, uh, you, first of all, you need their medications. You can't go without them. You're diabetic. Your life depends upon it. And I just would be interested in what someone would say to uh, to you who, you know, a person who is against, you know, us helping you out and whether whether ways they would come up with to help a person like you. And that's what you don't hear. A lot of people saying no, but I'm not hearing okay then. If no, then what would you do? So, wow, good luck to you, Cheryl. Uh, Michael, Dr. Edel here. We can do it quickly, I think. Uh, yes. Um, hi. Uh, thank you very much for all the years uh, you have given us good uh, uh, support and uh, ideas. Um, when I sleep at nighttime, um, my uh, hand or my one of my fingers starts kind of like a tinkling, and then sometimes, I mean, uh, I have like I mean a jerk on my hand. It's like, a, and I sleep by the wall, and sometimes I hit the wall, and my wife says, "Well, you've been hitting the wall, you know." 
Yeah. Does that seem to be that they go together, the tingling and the hitting the wall? Not always, and it's always on the right uh, hand. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, let me answer what I think could be going on. First, there's a separate deal called myoclonus. It happens when you're falling asleep, you're in light sleep, you get the little jerks, and your hand goes, and that happens, and it's considered normal. Most people who have tingling when they go to sleep it, uh, or when they're sleeping has to do with compression of a nerve from the position that you're in. I'd be interested in if, whether it happened if we could figure out a way to get you to change the position while you sleep to take the pressure off it. Uh, people who sleep, if you drink and you sleep or take sleeping pills, you lie still for a longer period of time. That can increase it, but that's not uh, in all cases. All right, I'm Dr. Dinadel. Please join us in the next program. Till then, as always, be well. Hi, I'm Jillian Bolas, educational psychology professor at Illinois Valley Community College. My work preparing future educators is very rewarding because of the impact my students will have on our future. My goal is to provide students with an exciting, stimulating learning environment that challenges and prepares them for the diverse classrooms in which they will be teaching. I strive to inspire my students to be the best they can be. As a member of IVCC's teaching and learning community, I am very proud of the role I play in preparing high-quality paraprofessionals and teachers for our classrooms of the future. There's an old saying, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And at Streeter Home Building and Loan Association, we are still practicing the sound banking principles that have helped us stay strong for over 116 years. And according to a report by Seaford and Brewer, Streeter Home has been listed as one of the lowest risk financial institutions in the entire state of Illinois. We offer a full line of lending, passbook savings, debit cards, interest-bearing checking, and more. Safety and soundness at Streeter Home Building and Loan Association on South Monroe Street in Streeter. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. There's a check for $1,500 with your name on it. Don't let it expire. Hey, this is Luke White in Town & Country Services, Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. The time to use the 30% tax credit up to $1,500 for the installation of an energy-efficient furnace or air conditioner runs out in just a few short weeks. Call Town & Country Services today, and we'll show you how to save that $1,500, plus up to $2,000 in utility company and factory rebates when replacing an old furnace or air conditioner with a dependable, high-efficiency Bryant heating and cooling system. With these incentives, you can save up to half the installation cost. Then sit back and save monthly with substantially reduced heating and cooling bills. Call Town & Country Services today at 442-3415 for a free estimate and the details on this incredible opportunity. But don't delay. Time is running out fast. Town & Country Services and Bryant, doing whatever it takes. We're doing whatever it takes. for plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Town & Country Services. AM 1250 WSPL Streeter. A radio group radio station. At the tone, it's 4 o'clock.